The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Welcome to B Movies and Ebooks. I'm Craig Wade. And I'm Brian Allen Delaney. And we've been having some technical difficulties, so uh, please excuse us if we, if we don't seem as jazzed to go through the beginning of this. But uh, what to, we've never ever had technical difficulties before. Yeah. Definitely not every week. <laughs> you know, even as a band, we were always played plagued by technical difficulties. I don't think we played. There was one time. Where we got booed off the stage. Remember that? For having technical <laughs> difficulties? Yeah. It was our it was the 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 second show we ever played. Okay. And it was at that <gasps> oh team club God, that I yes. can't remember the name of it. Yeah, hold yeah. on. It was called it was 9406. Ba- it was a Battle of the Bands. Right? Nine four oh six. No, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was a battle of the bands. And um, I had this crappy Dodd multi-effects pedal, mm-hmm. and it was like crapping out on me. And it was so it's all my fault. And so we we had the technical difficulties, um, and then like the song messed up, and we restarted the song. Yeah, and then they got like Buddha's off stage. Yeah, that was a weird, weird show, if I remember. Do you remember? Like, it was like Punk Night or something like that, right? Yeah. But it, it was... It was it, I thought it was like a Battle of the Bands. It was, but they called it Punk Night for some reason. I guess it was just punk bands. Do you remember? Yeah, I don't and, know. And... Uh, I don't remember who else played. No, I, I don't either. I just remember, like, being like... Well, shit, man, if this is how punk shows are going to go, like, this is going to (laughs) suck. It's going to suck to make a choice to be in a punk band if this is how they're going to go. There there was no choice involved, Craig. (laughs) We couldn't play our instruments. Yeah, Yeah, if we wanted to play music, it had to be punk rock. Um, It it was was noise. That's what we had to play. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know, but um, hey, we kind of grew into it. <laughs> yeah, we got we got better. You know, uh, uh, I was thinking about it. Our band has been a band for nineteen years. Nineteen. Jesus Christ. I know. I know. <laughs> What's wrong with us? Uh, well, yeah, it, it was it was nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Dude, I'm crossing my fingers. That big break is coming. <laughs> <laughs> there, there are plenty of bands that have been a band for 20 years before they've gotten any sort of success, right? Yeah. Before they've gotten any tiny, <laughs> tiny little inkling of success, right? Yeah. yeah. That's every band story. Yeah. yeah. Rolling Stones. Rolling Stones have been a band for 73 years. <laughs> they they may have 
<laughs> but uh, yeah, it's good stuff. So yeah, we're having a little bit of issues. Um, so I apologize for any sort of latency that the audience may notice. Now those people will be uh, tuned in. You know, highly attuned to it. Yeah. <laughs> like right then, our, our one listener is going to really pay attention. <laughs> oh yeah, I wasn't even. <laughs> So anyway, um, yeah, so on this episode, we are covering Ebenezer by Duncan Ralston and the 1970-something mini, 78, I think, (laughs) miniseries, Salem's Lot. 79. Oh, okay. Yeah, so, but before we get into any of that, uh, I saw Deadpool, too. So did you. I saw Deadpool before you. (laughs) yeah well let's talk deadpool what'd you think okay i liked it a lot yeah i okay so i don't think it it's better than the first or anything like that but i would put it neck and neck i really really liked it yeah i thought it was hilarious yeah and i think um brolin did a great job as like you know a deadpan cable yeah you know um that was good. Mm-hmm. I hope that they keep going. Yeah, I, I know there's there there's been talk of an X Force movie now. Yeah, with I, how his successful his team is in the movie. Yeah, like I said, that there's one scene in the film that I would put up there with as funny as anything I've ever seen. Just so yeah, it was pretty great. <laughs> so great, but. Uh, yeah, I was really surprised uh, how much I liked it because I, I don't know, I just felt like uh, sequels, you know, they're just cashing in on the name most of the time, so they they just kind of feel uninspired a lot of the time, and this one did not at yeah. all. It was just like, let's take everything you like. What, what I think it, it is, what I think it is, is uh, Ryan Reynolds' like hands-on involvement in it. Hmm. Um. Because he is so in love with the character. You know what I mean? It's like he's fought tooth and nail for years and years and years to get this like an actual real version of Deadpool on the screen. And so I don't think he's going to lose interest after one movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't think he's going to phone it in after one movie. You stayed after the or during the credits, right? Yeah. Yeah, the uh, the throwback to Green Lantern made me laugh really hard. He, it was so good. And then um, it, Warner Brothers like tweeted him out later when mm-hmm. he was like, we're going to need that ring back, is what they told him. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And he said something back about like, if it would have been a Nuva ring, we wouldn't have been in this problem in the first place or something <laughs> like that. I don't know. But uh, the director, though, of Deadpool has confirmed that all of those mid credit scenes are canon. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> yeah, that's great. Um, <laughs> but I, I thought it was I thought it was great. Yeah. And then uh, there's a surprise villain in it. Um, that they've been kind of keeping things under wraps. Um, no, what's his face? And yeah, and <laughs> I'm yes, that guy. <laughs> Craig mimed it, <laughs> but uh, 
he, I, I'm glad they did him more justice than you know he because has like previously been I always liked him as a character, and he was horrible in the other X movies. Yeah, and so yeah, I'm, I'm glad. Yeah, yeah, no, I I really really liked it much so, more than I thought I would. So, um, so but, speaking of sequels, mm-hmm. um, I also saw Solo. Oh yeah, how was that? And you know, I actually really liked it. Um, everybody's hating on it for some reason, or just outright not wanting to see it at all, like see, I, for I'm some form of boycott. Yeah, I've seen the hashtag what? boycott solo. Yeah, it's like who cares? It's like if it's if it's good, then cool. We've got more Star Wars, right? If it's bad, just ignore it. Who cares? Yeah. For some it's reason, for some reason, people have a hard time ignoring Star Wars, just in general. You know? Yeah. Well, I think there's probably a little bit of animosity between like the super nerds because Disney like wiped out all of the extended canon. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like there's been decades of backstory and stuff like that written for like every tiny little character you can imagine, mm-hmm. and it's all basically gone now. Well, I mean, I don't know what what makes me laugh about Star Wars just in general is like people, uh, people it's in space. How stupid is that? <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen how dumb these things look? <laughs> um, no, what makes me laugh in general about it is it's like for a long time. Well, I, I don't know. I keep seeing this this sentiment passed back and forth. It's like, oh, shut up! Up until recently, this was ours. And it's like it's the biggest freaking movie. It was one of the biggest movies ever made when it came out. You know? Yeah. It wasn't like it, exclusive it was to you and your like, little club. It was an international blockbuster. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah I mean, it's, it was the biggest movie of all time. Through it, like it's like, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's man. not like. Uh, I don't know something Firefly. like Firefly. Well, even something lower than that. I was thinking like Evil Dead, which kind of like became something from nothing. Like the first one didn't have like a yeah. box office, but then it just kind of kept snowballing into something bigger. But no, Star Wars started off huge, and people were like, "It was mine and mine only for a long time." Like I don't know. <laughs> they kind of turned into Eeyore there at the end of that. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of which, you see previews that yeah, Chris per, Chris it's for a- Robin. <laughs> <laughs> we get I have. Uh, we- well, I mean, I saw like the, I saw the like the teaser. I guess I haven't seen the full trailer. Oh, really? I did see like a screen cap though of like the Winnie and Winnie the Pooh gang. Mm-hmm. It'd yeah. be cool. Like it. W- Never mind. I'm an idiot. That wasn't even funny. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I was just thinking like a feral version. (laughs) A darker reboot. (laughs) A dark, gritty Winnie the Pooh reboot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I have seen some cosplay of post-apocalyptic Winnie the Pooh. Ooh, Apocalyptic. Post-apocalyptic. No, there you go. (laughs) Apocalyptic. Yeah. 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 Anyway, um, it was pretty good. But so solo, mm-hmm. um, I don't understand. Like we went yesterday, uh, which was the Friday. So opening weekend, 
for a Star Wars yesterday movie. Yesterday was Saturday. Okay. <laughs> what? Said so yesterday oh, was yeah, Saturday. Yeah. Okay, sorry. <laughs> so we went Saturday night. Actually, wait. It wasn't yesterday that we went. It was Friday. Okay. Okay. So Saturday or Friday night, opening weekend, Star Wars movie. There was probably 30 other people in the theater. Really? Yeah. I know there was a huge drop off on Deadpool 2 and they're blaming Star Wars and Star Wars is blaming Deadpool 2 for shitty box offices then this weekend. What did anybody go see? Mamma Mia? <laughs> I don't know. Is that even out yet? Isn't there a new like <laughs> religious Kevin Sorbo movie out? <laughs> I hope so. There's a there is a new God's Not Dead, but I don't think he's in it cuz didn't he die in the first one? <laughs> Wasn't he the <laughs> yeah, yeah. Was he the atheist, yeah. atheist professor that got hit by a bus? Oh my god, we should cover that one day on this. We should have a separate <laughs> podcast specifically for we, those movies. How do we both watch God's Not Dead? Oh no, I never saw it. Oh really? I straight up watched it one time. Um, yeah, I never, I never saw it. It was cheesy. And uh, I believe, like, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Anyway, Solo. Let's go back to Solo. Yeah, uh, I thought it was good. Like, there were obviously some fan service things that I bet would turn some people off. Um, but I thought the the guy who played him, I always forget his name because I've only ever seen him in one other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought he did a great job. Like, it, it felt... Like, whenever we left the theater, I was like, it felt more like he was playing Indiana Jones than it was Han Solo. But if you think about it, Han Solo was basically just Indiana Jones in space. Yeah. So, so it made sense. Yeah, they're saying that like, it's 114 or 101.3 million uh, opening four-day weekend projection. Oh, that's terrible. Well, that, I don't know. Dude, I... <laughs> I don't know. I've been waiting a long time for 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 uh, you know Star Wars to fall off at the box office. Yeah, <laughs> I, like, um, I like that. That's like something. I know, I'm, yeah. Well, I mean that in comic book movies. But I just want more other movies that aren't just big ass blockbusters. That's yeah. No, I understand. So yeah. let's go watch Mamma Mia. <laughs> it's also a sequel. Yeah. Well, no, it's not even that. It, yeah, but anyway. So you liked it? He was Indiana Jones. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, I mean, I don't understand what all the hate is. Like, just it's a movie, dude. Just, just calm I down. I don't understand the hate at all. I mean, I like Star Wars. I don't like the fact that it's going to be Star Wars from here on out. That's it. You know? Yeah, at least one Star Wars movie forever. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry, if you don't like this Star Wars, there'll be another Star Wars in six months. And now they're like staggering him six months apart. That's weird. Yeah. You know? Well, when's episode nine come out? Does episode nine come out this year? I don't know, but uh, The Last Jedi was only six months ago. Yeah. And Rogue One was like six months before that, wasn't it? Or the year before that? I think it was a year before that, yeah. It's going to start accelerating. And then eventually we're going to get a new Star Wars movie every day. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. anyway, um, Guillermo del Toro is getting a show on Netflix. What's it about? <laughs> it's an anthology horror TV show. Huh. I didn't really get into the strain. Did you? 
Dude, the strain was so good. Okay, I didn't get into it. Did you? Yeah, it was so good. Like, how long? How much of it did you watch? I watched the whole thing. Really? Did, yeah. Did they actually finish the art or no? Yeah, they finished the series. Yeah. There was a time jump, sort of. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it, w- it was like the season ended and then it picked up like a year later. No, really? It wasn't a huge time jump, but yeah. Huh. Like, okay, so the last season was set like a year after the season before it. So would you say this new, uh, this is just an anthology show? The new one? Yeah. Huh. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah. I think if anyone's going to helmet, he's a good choice for anthology yeah. type shows. And for, stuff. for, yeah. <laughs> for horror. Yeah, so that was my news. <laughs> huh. <laughs> well. For, for some sort of TV show. Yeah. Uh, I'll watch, or not it, watch. It's called 10 After Midnight. Hmm. That's not a bad title. It'll be canceled. I'm calling it no. now. It's going to get canceled. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like Netflix, you know, they usually drop it all at the same time. But it's like they, they're they they're uploading the episodes and they stop halfway. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, no, what was I? Oh, yeah. Anyway, um. Uh, I read over this past week, I read, uh, bring her back by Jeff Strand. Mm -hmm. Recommend it. I really, really recommend it. It's a darker Jeff Strand type book. Wait, Uh, wait, wait. You recommending a Jeff Strand book? (laughs) Yeah, I know. So far fetched, (laughs) but no, I mean like it's really, really good. Uh, it's basically just, I don't want to spoil anything cause it's brand new. Came out last week, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's a, about a guy that um, he gets mixed up with the wrong kind of people. And they kidnap his brand new girlfriend. I mean, I don't even know if they're girlfriend, boyfriend at this point. They've just been out, out on the, a few They days. haven't talked about labels yet. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but they kidnap her. And then it brings him into a uh, very like it brings out the worst in him. And my God, like, I don't know. It's really, really. I'm not going to say like brilliant it's like or a falling down. Mm, I don't know. It's much more grotesque. I, I OK, so it starts with like the, the first part is called like the love story. And then the second part, I forget what it was. And then the third part is like the horror story. And so, and it really Mm. is, you know, it's a clear and simple three act structure that is labeled by a that. And then there's this like, especially before the horror story, it gets kind of meta for a little bit and then goes back into the story. But, um, yeah, it's. (laughs) <laughs> it's darker than than a thriller or like a falling down it, but I mean it's still not quite like there's definitely nothing supernatural about it, it it's just kind of like a super gory uh, gory and kind of grosser version of, of a thriller you know like, mm-hmm. like it could be horror or it could not I, I don't really know but either way definitely appeals to to horror fans it gets it gets it's hilarious 
but in a very, very dark humor way. But yeah, it gets just really, really insane. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. Um, that's a very quick mini review, but I would honestly give it a four, okay. four and a half out of five. Oh, wow. Nice. Pretty, pretty high marks. All right. You want to get into which one you want to do first? Salem's Let's do Lot. Ebenezer. Yeah, Ebenezer. We will be right back with our review of Ebenezer by Duncan Rouston. All right, we're back. We are talking Ebenezer by Duncan Rouston. So, uh, basically, if we want to get into the synopsis of this, it is a uh, retelling of a Christmas or a Christmas Carol as like a crime story, right? Yeah, kind of. Most <laughs> mostly, yeah. But uh, with a very liberal use of like, uh, you know, the whatever. word retelling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what I was thinking about this is like, okay, in vampire movies, vampires exist, right? Like, people are aware of vampires. and werewolf movies, people are aware of well, werewolf movies. But in zombie movies, people aren't aware of zombies, right? Like, they're always like, walkers or whatever, okay. right? But in yeah. this, they're aware of a Christmas carol. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I, I don't know. I was well, just... No, just a little, no, okay. Little thought no, I had. It, it wasn't. All right. So Ebenezer mm-hmm. has like, you know, he has the Christmas story type thing going on. But the thing is, though, all of the characters and things are named after Dickens characters because it all because ties of in the, the bleak house. Because yeah, exactly. And so it's like it's not like they're aware they're it's not like No, I, I get Okay, that. I don't think it's the same thing. Yeah, that's <laughs> No, it, it's not. But what I'm saying is like Yeah, they're aware of it, but then when it starts mirroring what happened in that, it, it's kind of odd, you know? Well, yeah, I guess. But I mean, it, okay. <laughs> well, I mean, but I, don't I mean, know. the majority never... of the of the Christmas Carol type thing, you know. Okay, for anyone who has never um, gone on a field trip to see that movie or to see that play, because mm-hmm. that's what happens in or American public school is, or what? Or uh, people that haven't seen Scrooged. You know, Bill Murray's. Yeah. Scrooge. Yeah. For yes. Um, but for some reason, every like middle school in America goes to watch a Christmas carol at a theater for some reason. Do they still? <laughs> I think that they, they probably don't. Anymore I don't know. Because of Christmas. We went twice. We went two different years. And I remember one of them having like freaking laser ghosts, but I could be completely misremembering something. Yeah. Like I remember there being like laser, sh- like a laser show and ghost projections. <laughs> hey, wouldn't it be funny? Did that if we happen? Put this- Was that a real thing? <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if we gave Brian acid before the Christmas story? <laughs> before the play? <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah. So anyway, I, I don't know. there's this there's this terrible person, um, an old rich miser named Ebenezer Scrooge, who's visited by three ghosts, mm-hmm. um, you know, and it's like the ghost of Christmas past, present and future. Right. And then he changes his ways. And then Tiny Tim's there with like a crutch and stuff. OK, so that's the story of, <laughs> of A Christmas Carol. Uh-huh. This isn't that exactly. No, you know, and like the the bulk of it is kind of more of a um, Christmas past type situation, you know. And you're you're saying like, well, why don't they put it together that this is a Christmas Carol coming to life or whatever? But it's yeah. also just sort of the, you know, how they say your life passes before you or before your eyes whenever you're dying. Hmm. It's also kind of that. Hmm. I mean, yeah, the, it could be right. like the two other ghosts, if you want to even call them that, don't even happen to like the last twenty percent of the book. Yeah, I, I don't think that really the two other ghosts count. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but but um, no, I mean, I, I get what you're saying. I, I, all I'm saying is, honestly, it was more of something that I was thinking of while watching Salem's Lot. Like, oh, they're totally aware of vampires in this. Holy shit! In every vampire movie, there we'll were get vampires. into that. But it, you know, what I I'm don't saying? think they're totally aware of vampires in Salem's Lot. He mentions that he's a vampire. Like the well, other guy yeah, was like the, the vampire guys. No, 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 no. <laughs> no, but like whenever he's looking at the at the bite on his neck, and then the guy starts turning, yeah. and he's like aware of it. Get out of my house and all this, and holding crucifixes up. They're aware of it, dude. That's at the end. Okay. No, all right. No, all right, all right. We'll no. get, we'll cross that bridge when we get there. All right. Anyway, <laughs> but I don't know. I was just thinking about like, we're not going to have, we're not going to have part of our review for Salem's lot in the middle of our review for Ebenezer. <laughs> <laughs> Bet. Um, no, I mean, we're not, we're not very good at this, <laughs> but I don't think we're that bad. <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, uh, I'm down as long as you're not holding it all together. But what the hell is it? What of having a review in the middle of another review? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Um You know what? Actually, actually we have done that before. We've done that many <laughs> times. Um, in fact, yeah. I would say there's less we're, episodes we're bad at this. Where I don't know. I mean, bad, that's pretty subjective. But <laughs> anyway, um But yeah, so uh so this book revolves mm-hmm. around um a guy uh, codenamed Ebenezer Scrooge who's a hitman for this clandestine organization called uh the Bleak House. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. And um over the 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 course of the book, he's kind of shown his past and what made him who he is and then has to make like life choices. Yeah. Right? That a pretty succinct uh-huh. Like semi spoiler free Yes. Um thing. I, I think that's Okay. That's pretty on the on the nose. All right. Your turn to talk. My turn to talk. Okay, <laughs> so what I like, I, I'll just go into you know, I don't want to give much away. This is also a brand new book. Yeah. Um, but what I did like a lot about this was um the the actual 
ancillary characters where he shoehorned in some of the other, you know, not main characters, but like Tiny Tim and stuff like that, who he made yeah. them. I don't know. I always, I found that funny and good, you know? Mm-hmm. Not not funny haha because this isn't a funny haha story, but I don't know. I found, I found it, it hilarious. I found it very good. I also really, really like that it's a noir. Or at least yeah. it starts out pretty much like a noir, you know? Yeah. Um, I really liked a lot, a lot about this. Honestly, the only thing that I, I can't really find many negatives other than uh, my expectations weren't met. <laughs> Not like in, in a, any sort of benchmark level where it needs to be X amount of good or anything. I just expected other ghosts, <laughs> you know, <laughs> like more, not eighty percent of it. <laughs> not eighty percent of it yeah. being the the uh, you know Marley. That was it. Yeah, because like in the in the original tale, it's like Marley just comes rattling his chains and stuff, and he's like, "You're gonna be visited by some other ghosts," mm-hmm. and then leaves, and that's kind of it, right? Yeah. But this one, it's much more like uh, a wonderful life type situation yeah you know where uh he's guided by like the angel dude yeah and i know that we weren't really supposed i've never to. seen that movie you never saw <laughs> it's a wonderful life it's the- <laughs> no and so i'm just like you know he he's like on that bridge yeah. and stuff yeah. like- <laughs> just the one scene people like show in other movies and he's like he's, <laughs> and he's like but but the money's not here. But, but the money's it's in, in it's in Jim's farm. <laughs> it's in your pool, Carol. Get a hold of yourself. It's in your pool. You like your pool? That, that is that movie, right? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Right? Uh, yeah, because he's like a banker. Yeah, yeah. Two and a half out of five. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. Yeah, he goes to kill himself, and then this angel's like, "Wait, easy there. You're not a piece of shit." <laughs> You know, he's just like, you're all right. Let's look at what life would be like without you. So it doesn't really follow yeah. that. But the fact that it's one guy yeah, you- just like that one guy <laughs> instead of three. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The kind- similarities are endless. <laughs> and the fact that he's showing him his life and not an alternate timeline. Like, and it's a wonderful yeah. life. Yeah. Brian, you know, I know. <laughs> Just the, you're not on the nose. Are you? You know you don't. You didn't get this one right. What? But he's kind of like the Joker. I think I was pretty close. He's kind of like the Joker, right? <laughs> I've never seen Batman. You know, he puts all those he puts all those people on that ferry, and then Ebenezer has to make that decision of which which ferry to blow up: the convicts or the regular people. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway. I might have read a different book. <laughs> I fell asleep while drunk no, watching, okay. the, watching the Dark Knight. <laughs> uh, okay. So, all right. So, I, I also liked the addition of the other characters too, right? Like, um, you know, like we said, like Tiny Tim's in it, um, except for they're always just referred to as Tiny. Um, and then there's other ones like, like Pip shows up, you know, from like, uh, 
what was the name of that one? With the one with the Oliver. Oliver Twist. Oliver Twist. There you go. Yeah. And then uh, there's like um, David Copperfield references and stuff. Like it's nice. It kind of like. Yeah. It, Pip and Fagan were Oliver Twist, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Um, but it, it's an interesting way of kind of uh, like advancing the world building without having to do too much work. You know what I mean? Because it's like you're relying on this. I mean, it, it's not you're relying on Dickens, you know, for putting your backstory in. But like there's this instant connection that you've got. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and you can understand, oh, well, there's this shadowy organization that uses all these Dickens references for some reason, you yeah. know, and it just makes sense and it all clicks together and it it's cohesive. I thought that was, was interesting. Yeah, honestly. So. Um, okay. So the, the only downsides at all that I could really think of is, it kind of ties into the first and my only other real criticism was that, you know, <laughs> I was expecting three goes, right? My bad on me. Yeah. Right. But also with that comes in the original tale, it's almost like ghost one and two were the second act ghost three and the denouement were the, were the third act. Right. Okay. Right. But on this one, it's a lot of act two and then act three is very quick. Yeah, and it it wasn't bad or anything, but I, I don't know. I felt like Act Three, uh, especially with the the uh, USB thing. I don't want to get into all of it, but with like the USB thing, that all could didn't need to be because the story still works. But I'm curious, and I want to know uh, as far as like uh, how fleshed out you know, what the backstory actually is for all of yeah. that. Well, I think the, the, the third act, the future ghost, if you will, um, didn't actually need to really be there because this, like you could make the argument, uh, although he's being somewhat guided, you know, through his past by Marley, this isn't really supernatural at all. You know what I mean? Like the, the whole book you could just see it as like, well, it's just a flashback. You know, like I said, it was like a flashback before he dies sort of thing, like that sort of deal. He's not actually like guided through the past, like by a ghost in chains, you know? And so if you think about it like that, then the future one having a prominent place wouldn't even make any sense because he's not really psychic, you know, or, or whatever. Yeah. And so it's like, but I don't know. Since, I don't think there was really much of a actual supernatural element to this at all. You just disregarding it? Well, no. I mean, it just didn't feel like actually ghosty to me. It mm. felt more like a dude just kind of <laughs> going back hit, through his memories. Hit on the head real hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah, kind of. But then he saw things that he wasn't privy to. Yeah, or it's just it, or it's just it a guy putting the pieces together. I don't know. I mean, so was the original cr Christmas Carol supernatural? Huh? 
I don't I don't know. That one we saw with the lasers and stuff was pretty <laughs> natural. <laughs> You're just sweating. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even at the theater. I'm just like at school. We're just staring at a cat outside or something. <laughs> yeah. No, so like I don't know. I don't know. To me that I'm just saying if you if you look at it from that perspective, then it's not as lopsided. Yeah, but that's like being like, uh, I don't know. I I don't believe in ghosts, so I'm going to not give credence to a ghost story. Well, I don't know. I'm just making conversation. Jeez. <laughs> no, no, I'm not saying that you're the I in that. I don't know. It just seems like that's pushing. I don't know. Uh, whatever. I thought the Baba Duke was a metaphor, even in the end and in context of the story. So whatever, I can't really say much. <laughs> but, but yeah. So I don't know. It was, it was good. I liked it. So my <laughs> criticism is kind of a weird one uh-huh. because the this is set or it's told in like present tense mm-hmm. right and so everything is like he does this and he does that and blah 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 blah. but some of it was so like quick and to the point right that it felt like i was reading a screenplay sometimes right and i don't know if it's maybe because i've just been reading a lot of screenplays lately <laughs> <laughs> that maybe that's kind of tainted it, but like there's so many things that just feel like stage directions almost. And you could argue, well, maybe, well, Christmas Carol wasn't really like a play first, it was a book, so never mind. But like it just felt like stage directions almost sometimes. And then there was parts of it that occasionally certain words would be in all caps. Right. Like there was one that threw me like, especially around uh, the computer program. There was one part that was like on the screen was an eight bit image of whatever. And it was like all caps. And it really threw me off. And that's like what you would do, like for a specific thing in a screenplay too. you know, is like put something like that in all caps where it's like, that's really important Mm -hmm. that it needs to be there. And so there was just a couple of times where like that kind of threw me off. But like I said, I don't know if it's really, if it was really me like projecting it onto that or if it actually felt like it. Possibly. I I don't know. Uh, I I get what you're saying, but uh, like, especially now that you told me the, uh, you know, the, the actual part. But to me, I thought that all that shit was just on, on the screen. Yeah, yeah, no, I know, like, um, because he, you know, it says, it it just says you've been visited by three ghosts, all your money won't clothe you in hell. Yeah, I know, but before that, it's just in the middle of the the paragraph. Um, hold on, let me, I can't find my cursor here. So it's like a moment later, an eight bit image of three moldering skulls. You know, location are you on? It's just, it's in the thing. Huh? What location are you at? I'm 277. 277. Okay. Or 266, depending on what page I'm looking at. It's at like the in between. Okay. Huh. I mean, it's just, 
you know, it's just like, yeah, I there was see a couple of other there. times where it did it too, where it's like the just like s- certain parts just felt like stage direction, uh-huh. and that's not a terrible thing. Yeah, it was just it just happened sometimes, and it happened it didn't happen other times, and it was just uh, a little inconsistent, but. It wasn't enough to where like it ruined the book for me. <laughs> I thought you meant just every time it had that just like eight bit image in the middle part, like where it was like you know eight bit image. Uh, oh yeah, you've been no, captured by because that was specifically calling out what it says on the screen. Yeah, that's why I was like, oh my god, <laughs> that would be weird. No, uh, no, and uh, no. At the end, there's another part where it says the same thing again, and it says eight bit skulls pop up again. But it doesn't say it in all caps. Yeah, and no, stuff. And so it was just it was at. just odd. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> no, no. Saying, like I don't. It's mm-hmm. nothing like huge. <laughs> yeah. It no. was just sometimes. Sometimes the like. Sometimes it was a little jarring. Not just the the all caps. Whatever. Um, but. Like just sometimes, you know, you get like actual descriptive sections of what's happening. And sometimes it's like he walked to the door, he grabbed the doorknob and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, I got you. But also on the flip side of that, like I'm a fan of uh, not a lot of detail, you know? Uh, Now I'm not saying that this has that, but I know what you what you're saying in certain parts, you know. I I like that um but I didn't really see any parts that I couldn't visualize anything in my mind, you know. You don't really want him being like he takes 3 steps, you know. <laughs> he, no, 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 absolutely not. But I'm I'm just saying like like I said, I don't know if it's me maybe because well, I've been reading screenplays and stuff lately and so like it just feels like it well i did but again that's not really like a terrible thing (laughs) yeah well i you know i had told you uh when i first started reading it that it seemed to go slower to me because it was written in uh it was written in present tense right that Mm -hmm. it, it just seemed to take more out of me to read it because of the tense. I didn't think it was bad or anything like that, but yeah, I, I don't know. Present tense is weird in general. I think, uh, yeah, there's a fine line to walk. Yeah. I like, I like it in short stories and I like it in like very action scenes. You know, he pulls the gun, he blah, 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 you know, that kind of stuff where it's like, but whenever you're describing your day to day monotonous type shit, Present tense is just weird to me. I don't, I don't know, but it's not like terrible. <laughs> it's just, yeah. Uh, I, there's, I think what it is is just our culture. There's not as much um, outside of screenplays and stuff. There's not really as much exposure to it, you know. So it's just kind of weird. Yeah, almost everything yeah, is written in that. past tense. God, future tense would be terrible. <laughs> reading a book like he will blah 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 he will like an entire book worth you should do it Craig you should make the next great American novel all in future tense <laughs> yeah yeah we'll see how that goes 
Uh, it probably won't happen. Oh, it definitely <laughs> won't happen. But, well, no, I mean, not. I'm not saying, doing that as a dig at you. I'm saying most of the talk, stuff we talk about doing never happens. Oh no, I definitely will not write a book in future tense if I write anything. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, yeah. So long story short, what are you gonna give it? Um, I'd say probably like a solid three, three and a half. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. I mean, it it was it was it was good. It was enjoyable, but like, it didn't. I don't know. Didn't move like. Your, didn't move your needle too much. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, it was it's it's probably a three and a half. So I mean, it's above average. Yeah, I'm gonna give it a but, four. I I really yeah. liked it. Um, like I said, you know, there were things that I, I wish were a little more fleshed out, but it was still solid. Uh, but yeah, not, more ghosts would have been a five for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one more ghost would have been a five. Uh, no, I, I really liked it. I I would say four and. and you know, and also in all transparency, this was a review copy we were given. So I don't know that people mm-hmm. really seem to care either way. <laughs> Just nobody cares. We like it, it makes us feel better. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> anyway, um, I, I, you know, I, I've read quite a bit of Duncan stuff. Uh, we're we're pals on Facebook, but I've I've uh, read quite a bit of his uh, fiction and. He's an author that I have never, like, I've never read anything by him that I didn't like, which is interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also has said something uh, that that he may be writing, like, just straight comedy sometime soon. I don't know if it was sometime <laughs> soon. He had posted about how he didn't, but I don't know. It could have. W- w- we'll see. But. Hmm. <sighs> All right. Well, keep us posted, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> Let me make a note to just edit that out. All right. We'll be back. <laughs> All right. And we're back. We're talking Salem's Lot. Um, the, 1979 made for TV movie directed by Tobe Hooper. Iconic film, right? Uh, iconic, yes, is a great way of describing it. There are other less flattering ways to describe it. <laughs> <laughs> Which we will get into. I'm positive. That. We, we will definitely get into. Um, okay, so I had never seen this film. You? Neither have I. I, I, I I could pick out its artwork from anywhere, you know, yep. like and screenshots. I knew we were coming up for some big blue Nosferatu at some point. <laughs> but, yeah. but um, yeah, what I didn't know was that I would be cripplingly bored throughout this <laughs> film. <laughs> uh, uh, but okay, so 
this writer goes to this town to to quote unquote write a book, but he's really like, you know, I've been pulled to this town. I don't know why. You know, <laughs> an evil house attracts evil men. Yeah, and and then that. the the dude he's like eating with's like, wait, what the fuck? Are are you evil? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, ah, yeah. oh, I don't know. I mean, he's like, are you st- are you still p- fitting the bill for lunch? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, because okay, it's the town he grew up in, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That's that was a that was my one question about this movie. Oh, okay. Five <laughs> out of five. Um <laughs> so, so so okay, no, there there's this, you know, he's a he's a novelist, but they've never like they mentioned the names of his books and basically that nobody's ever read them. Right. Yeah, yeah. and he he's <laughs> also like mentioned he's that like he's a critically acclaimed novelist. Yeah, and he's right? barely getting by. <laughs> he said, "Yeah, yeah." Um, but he's going to to do his new novel, and there's this house that he tries to rent because, like, he's drawn to it. Um, and then the realtor tells him no. And then, like, makes him set up in some like halfway house, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What was that? I don't know. It was mm-hmm. like a weird boarding house. Um, maybe things operate differently in Maine in the seventies. I don't know. But so then there's like this B story. Well, I guess it's technically the A story, <laughs> where this dude com- <laughs> comes to town and like starts a antique shop mm-hmm. and then it turns out uh he's working for a vampire mm-hmm. who, who who is the one that rented that house yeah okay and so i all right i know this movie is about vampires right but that idea of like an evil place drawing evil people to them and why did it bring the author there mm-hmm was to me way more interesting and they never mentioned it again. Yeah, yeah. What was this pool on this house? And it's like, no, no, yeah. fuck that. Pretend I didn't say yeah. that. It's a vampire story. Yeah, it's like it's like, well that's cool. That's the actual Salem's lot, right? Is this like well of evil. Right? Yeah. yeah. And and it's like, well you could argue that that's why the vampire rented the place. But that's it. Yeah, you could also argue that he rented it, it because it's prime real estate in the town of Salem's Lot. Yeah. Also, it was the most evil-looking, like, gothic castle house in the whole city. Of course the vampire is going to rent that one. Okay, you know? I have to say that I really, really um, did not care about a single character in this film. Oh, my God. Everyone in this town is a dick. Yeah. Like seriously. <laughs> like, okay, the 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 realtor, um God, what's the guy's name? Uh it's a he's a oh, comedic uh, actor. He's in Yeah, yeah, Fred Willard. John John Lear, Fred Willard, yeah, yeah. Uh he he's in it, you know, and the guy comes up and he's like, What about that town on the hill? He doesn't check any like he doesn't check, he's like, Nope. Yeah. And then he's like, Well, what about he's like, Do you have any other houses for rent? And he's like, Nope. You know, it's like yeah. he's just totally shutting down that author guy, and he's like, well, "Why don't you go live in that half- halfway house over there?" Yeah, it's like, 
what? And then this it's main like character guy, realty. like I, I didn't like him at all. He was a total jerk and he's driving around in his doorless Jeep running stop signs and, and stuff. It shows him like driving through the town. He's just blowing through stop signs and it's like, what a jerk. Yeah. You know, can we talk about the fact I didn't that like he's, he looks as old as his love interest father? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Did you find yeah, that weird? He, Where like she's yeah. like 30 and living at home. Right. And they never mentioned that. Nothing was weird about that. Right. No, it was a different I mean, time. I'm not judging anyone for choices or anything, but but it is weird to like date at 30 and your dates consist of eating dinner with your parents, right? Isn't that weird? It was a little it was a little odd. I mean, of, they had that picnic, you know, where Yeah, and well, then the dad was, was less, like, "I heard y'all were a, over at the lookout." It's like, "Yes, I was there with your 30-year-old daughter." <laughs> you know? <laughs> Well, the the picnic they had was less of like an actual like date and more of a he seemed to have been stalking her while she was having a picnic alone and noticed she was reading his book. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's he, what happened, right? And he held it up, and just, then he just kind of in, yeah invited himself yeah to to her picnic that she was having. Yeah. Anyway, what an ass. Then the <laughs> then there's this little kid. Um, who who is introduced um into the movie uh at a school play? <laughs> like why? <laughs> yeah. Like okay, now now I will say the 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 idea of for well for some reason him walking into a school play rehearsal was a little strange. Like the the main character, <laughs> uh-huh. but it was there because he was like talking to that other guy who was like the teacher, but. It was kind of genius to have like the backstory of this town being told by a school play. Yeah. Like, or maybe not genius, but unique. You know, that was an interesting way of doing it. Yeah. I, mean, I like that. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, okay. So the little kid is uh, like a horror and magic enthusiast. Mm-hmm. Right. I did like how much his <laughs> like, dad was just like, What's wrong with you, man? <laughs> like, like seriously, <laughs> like uh, I, I was expecting at some point for the father because it's Stephen King, and the father's like at least standoffish. So I was expecting at one point for his dad to just be straight up evil to him, right? Yeah, he, beat but, him, but he wasn't. Yeah. He was more just like, dude, I just don't get where you're coming from. Like, what's up with all yeah, this horror he, shit? I mean, he was still pretty supportive, though. He was like, I don't get it. But whatever, you know, and then the little kid is like ignoring his dad's heart to heart moment. And he's like, you want to see me get out of handcuffs? Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like, come on. Yeah. So this is dad. Like, oh, uh, he's like, oh, yeah, that's that's swell. And he's like, what about this rope? And the dad's like, no, man. Yeah. Like, you know what? Yeah. No. The, kid, the kid's like, you can tie me up in these ropes. And the dad's <laughs> like, no, man, I don't want to do that. And then you think you think that he's got like. You think it's going to be like Chekhov's ropes, uh-huh. right? Oh yeah, and and that like or Chekhov's that he's going to get tied up. Like, yeah, and then again, nothing, nothing happens. No, not a nothing. He so, never. His love of horror, I guess, only 
informs him to use a cross, right? On the vampire. Yeah. Because because he ends up knowing when the vampires do show up, um vampire everything rules. everything about vampires, right? And the main character has to consult a friend he knows who's like a uh, a cult um, like expert to learn anything about vampires. Yeah, yeah. So even so, footing, uh, <laughs> even what? Even footing. A ten year old or twelve year old. Yeah, yeah. Because because there's a point at the end where like they have their own plans to kill the vampires like this 12 year old kid and the, the main guy and like they run into each other at the, the evil house, you know, they didn't consult one another about what they were doing. It's they had just as much information. And honestly, the little kid was more prepared because he had stakes and stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And the guy did not. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So going in blind. Okay. I I just want to say that the plot of this movie, I couldn't. I I, honestly, it's very rare. This does happen to me from time to time, but it's rare that it happens where I don't care enough that I'm watching the screen and not caring where it's going, not even remembering stuff. You know, like just like. I do not care. It it's, Captain Beefheart did you. No, what it wasn't him. It was, you know, Dose, the band with two bases. Oh, Dose, two bases. <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, oh, uh, okay. See, that, that, okay. This, this movie, it's most, okay, it's potential greatness or the reason why it was potentially great was also to me the reason why it was terrible. Okay? This movie was a 3-hour made for TV like mini series, mm-hmm. right? That means it had all this time available to go into character development, plot development, really build something interesting. Yeah, make a good and film. And it didn't. No, instead, it, it just had extended scenes of people staring out windows, and then, yeah. <laughs> you know, like... It I, gave me three hours uh, of shit I did not care about. <laughs> huh. Yeah, and, and, like, four vampires in this whole movie. Okay, I will four. say, I will <laughs> say, the kid floating at the window, the first time you see it, is the- fucking creepy. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, so it it takes like an hour and a half to get to that point, right? Mm-hmm. Where you find where you see the first vampire, and like you know the the main kid is in his room and he hears tapping, like on his window, and he goes up and it's his best friend who had been killed earlier in the episode or episode or earlier in the show, floating outside his window, all vampired, and I was like, holy crap. This movie just got awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. You yeah. know? Yeah. And then it just never, never got better than that moment. No. And they repeated that same thing like four times. Right. Yeah. They played the exact same scene later in the movie. Right. 
Like almost the exact same scene. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So what I think happened there. Okay. I, I think keep in mind, this is a mini series. I think that was the end of the first one. I, Cause I was thinking about that at the time. Yeah. So that's the end of the and first then one. Just and they repeat. pick up on the second one and it, that it's like that kid visited him again, but also recaps the fact that he visited him, you know? So yeah. he visited him yeah. again and the kid was like giving him blood or some shit. I don't know. Like, did you? It didn't go into it, but the second time the kid had like blood. You saw that, right? Like he had an IV, yeah. but it was draining blood into a bag. It wasn't like an IV or how IVs work. It was. <laughs> it was. He was just. He's giving his vampire friend a snack. Yeah, that show's weird. <laughs> but but it's like like I was so excited because. His vampire design is actually pretty creepy, uh-huh. you know. I mean, it's it's not great, but it's low budget, made for TV, good, right? Yeah. And so, so I had a thought: if you're a vampire, okay, mm-hmm. and you die, well, I mean, and become a vampire, are you disinvited to all the places you've ever been in before? Like, yeah. does it reset? And you have to be invited because like that was like his best friend's house and he was there earlier in the show. Well, okay. Right. Well, here's the thing. I would assume that you have to get like individual invitations, right? Because like you're invited to my house, but 2 a.m. without you knocking, you're not invited to my house and we're best friends, (laughs) you know? Really? (laughs) Yeah. Hey, hey, you're, you're welcome to come over anytime. However... I mean, you I had a key up. made for you. <laughs> <laughs> Did you? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I was about to say, like, huh. Wait, no, you had a key to my house growing up. I did have a key to your house growing up. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's just weird. <laughs> anyway. Um, but no, like, okay, you start floating outside my window. You're not invited. Sorry. <laughs> We're not going to, I'm not going to be able just to shrug that off, you know? So I don't know. I I think invitations uh, reset every time. Okay. So what, I mean, but that's obviously a common courtesy thing, right? That would obey. But like once you're invited, like as a vampire, do you think they just take that literally? And so it's like, you're invited to my house and Okay. Yeah, once once you're a vampire and you get the invite, it's open invites from then on. What about your own house? I don't know, man. Like uh, vampires, or if you're a kid, the house you live in. You're like your name's not on the deed, <laughs> but you live there. Hmm. This is what I was thinking about while this movie was boring me to death. Yeah, like honestly, <laughs> no. I... I got hung up on the rules uh, of the, of that because later, whenever the guy's like, "You're disinvited, you're disinvited from my house," right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And I was like, "Can yeah. you do that? You just were giving that guy a room." Yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. Okay. So anyway, let's talk. Let's talk about how much of this movie was hilarious because it was stupid. <laughs> Uh, My favorite part of this whole movie was there's this weird subplot about um, like that guy thinks that the writer 
like had an affair with his wife. Mm-hmm. I okay, right? That was great. Just all of that, right? Well, are are you talking about the scene where he goes back to his little room and the guy bursts out of an armoire for some reason? <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> and the fact that he just like he holds him at gunpoint, right? And yeah, but like. <clears throat> He didn't seem to give a shit about his wife before, right? Like, yeah. He, it, when he was just drunk in the living room, he didn't seem to give a shit. He's just like, "Give me a beer, babe," right? Like, just terrible, terrible guy. That's a spot on impersonation. But <laughs> yeah, but I like how like they're caught in the moment, and Fred Willard's like basically just trying to talk his way out of it and leave at any chance. And his wife is straight mm-hmm. up just like, "He's making me. He tried to rape me." <laughs> All this stuff, like it was like, whoa, whoa! Like I'm, I know that there's no uh, honor among thieves or any of that shit, right? But at the same time, mm-hmm. you would expect for his his wife at that some at that point to either pick her husband or that guy, right? But she really mm-hmm. does neither in that scene because she's obviously like, you know, with with Fred Willard, but then she's like trying to get him shot. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, but as as funny as this whole was, like, again, that was backstory mm-hmm. to a situation I didn't I didn't need. You know what that could have been, like more of the author's backstory, or maybe more of the vampires, or something. Mm-hmm. You know what? Not the <laughs> not. not- not a half naked Fred Willard mm-hmm. about to be shot by a shotgun. <laughs> I feel like that's a completely different movie. I don't know. <laughs> I like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> that's a better movie than the one we just watched. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, okay. Yeah. Uh, the Yeah. Do you have a second to talk about the, the sound? You know, the music in this film? It wasn't bad. What? It was the hammiest music I've ever heard. Like I don't notice music yeah, most of the, the time. Seventies, I know, but it was just like no, no, no. Like every two seconds, it wasn't like songs. It was just dun dun dun, and like for commercial breaks. No, there was there were parts that were actual themes and stuff. Yeah, but the hammy parts that really stuck out are the ones I'm talking about, and they did that at least fifteen times. Like had yeah, like, because it kept going to commercial breaks. I would assume, yeah, but yeah, I don't know. So, okay, there is a, uh, I think it's a 120-minute cut of this, so a two-hour cut of this film that went to theaters. Not so much here. I think it was overseas that it went to theaters. Everybody hated it. This was the preferred version. (laughs) Uh, Everyone hated it, except for Stephen King, who who liked it. Hmm. Yeah. Huh. But I don't know. I, so do you feel almost because I feel kind of robbed about. I do, too. Like I'd heard I, about this. I film. thought this was going to be, you know, pinnacle of TV movie vampires. Yeah. I mean, I'm bummed that I bought it on DVD. And this is, you know, what's <laughs> weird is like we've had some other made for TV movies on here. Uh-huh. And they get really high marks. 
Do they? Because uh, we did we, we did, did Ghost Watch. Oh yeah. Ghost Watch got a perfect score. Midnight um, Hour got good like scores. My, wait, which one? The Midnight Hour. Remember? Yeah, Midnight Hour was great. Um that my teenage kid's a punk or whatever. <laughs> good marks. <laughs> Why did we cover? Okay, I will say Matt Shaw really was good at telling us that we kind of were not in the right direction whenever we we did, uh, you know, kind of lose ourselves for a little bit in after school specials. (laughs) I don't understand. I don't remember why we did. Do you? No. But I mean, like mm-hmm. our our although we do a lot of horror, our podcast is not horror B movies and ebooks. <laughs> no, no, it's just that most B movies are are horror. But yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> so okay, one one last gripe. Uh huh. Um, this the main vampire Nosferatu guy mm-hmm. is set up to be some sort of like like business awesome. Man? Like he's a vampire. B- yeah. What? No. What? Well, I mean, the the other guy runs the day to day stuff. I know, but he was like character. his business partner, you know. But then yeah. he's just like this fucking ghoul. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I don't I think mean, that he cares he looks, about the bottom line. He looks line. a lot like, like, um, old school Nosferatu, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, oh man, he's gonna be awesome, and like. Can can we talk about how he's killed real quick? How he's killed? Is that, Before is, we get there, I just want to point out that at, so one of the first scenes that it really shows him, he and I'm like, shit, he's going to do some damage. He clanks people's heads together like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> he like jumps down out of nowhere or like pops up out of nowhere and clinks two people's heads together. Kelsey. <laughs> that is... That is uh, Kelsey's always uh, threatening to do that with me and the dog. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's like, <laughs> I don't know. It always makes me laugh. Like, oh yeah, you're gonna <laughs> clink up, clink our heads together. <laughs> but yeah, that's something that has never so, worked in the, the history of ever. Right? <laughs> it's just. At the, <laughs> it's just in movies. at the end of the movie. The 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 author guy mm-hmm. is trying to like, or he's gonna kill the vampire. Dude, spoilers! And like, yeah, they just go into his house, right? And he's still like in his in his uh, coffin, mm-hmm. right? And he just like slowly stakes him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like real slowly. And and the the vampire dude like wakes up, and he's like, ah, yeah. I will say that that was one of the scarier scenes, though, uh, before he stakes him, when he pops up. Oh, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, like he's no, no. I was talking about there's this one shot where the little kid had been like, like the vampire guy threw him against the wall or something like that behind him. And and behind him is like an empty like shaft. And then like slowly you see like two of the other vampires like crawling closer mm-hmm. to the camera and coming more and more in focus and more and more in light. That was the best shot of the whole entire movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that that shot actually got a oh shit from me. <laughs> like an audible everyone else is asleep in the house. 
<laughs> but me an audible. Oh shit! <laughs> like yeah, yeah. All right. But I mean, like this vampire, like, like he he just slowly like pushes the stake into him. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, he had time to like reposition it and hammer, right? Yeah. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I'm this gonna, movie was not good. <laughs> it wasn't terrible. Like, okay, I will say the moments, the floating kid moment the first time was creepy. Uh, yeah. How the vampire pops up at the end was creepy. The people crawling in the background was creepy. But those were three creepy scenes. It had a good climax, I thought, other than the, other than the yeah. slow whatever. But... Yeah, three hours to get through, or three okay scenes, you know? There are, yeah, it's three hours, and there's four vampires <laughs> in the whole movie. Yeah. Which I'm not saying that, like, uh, well, okay, I bring that up because one vampire in the movie is creepy enough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it done well. Like, Fright Night only had one vampire, right? Yeah, well, it had two. It had the neighbor and then Brewster, yeah. right? Like, or yeah. not Brewster, you know, the um, common. Yeah, I mean, like, it can be done with a low-level number of vampires, right? But his whole, like, plot in this movie was to start, like, a new vampire horde. Mm-hmm. Right. Or or that's what they had said. You know, it's like one vampire turns into two, two vampires turns into four, four into eight. You know, and they were talking about like this geometric expansion of vampire numbers. Mm-hmm. And it's just like nothing happened. Yeah. You know? Well, it's I mean, like, that's only because we don't know how. Okay. Vampires are asleep a lot. Right. And we don't know how. Yeah. They're what, like cats. Yeah, we don't know what benchmarks they they chose to achieve by what dates, you know. <laughs> yeah, I guess we hadn't seen the plan. Yeah, it could have been it could have been over the course of 2-3 years. Of course. And they're also vampires. They're worse, they have time to There were survivors of it at the end, like vampires that survived and continued following them. Yeah. And because this did was, not play like a Kill, kill the head of the host, kill the rest of the vampires rule. Yeah, so he's just some other dick, right? Just an older, frailer version. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, um, so I don't know. Maybe, maybe they did expand a lot because two years passed. Yeah. Right? He just straight up kidnapped a kid and took him to Mexico, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I like how tan they were. Okay. They had gotten real tan. <laughs> yeah. And then and then also like now holy water is like a beacon for when vampires show up nearby. Yeah, what was up with that? Man, Stephen King, you so crazy. I don't know. His his occult expert should have told him that. That would have yeah. been handy. Yeah. Um Yeah, so what would you give this out of five? I'm gonna go with a two or two and a half. I was going to get two. Yeah, I think two is actually closer to how I feel about it. But those, those scenes, 
I don't know. There was some iconic the good, shit. The good scenes it. were good. Yeah, it's just the good scenes were good. It's just it was wrapped up in a movie that was terrible. Yeah, if I had chosen to keep the scenes that I like, it just would have been floating kids, floating kids, Fred Willard, and, <laughs> and that's it. But okay, the, this movie, honestly, right? It was three hours. It was expanded so far that it didn't need to be. This could have been like a single episode of like, you know, Twilight Zone, or or uh, what was the one? That was actual more horror and less sci-fi. Um, Monsters? Tales from the Dark Side. Tales from the Dark Side. There you go. This could have been just an episode of Tales from the Dark Side. I mean, I don't understand why. There was nothing about it that made it different than most vampire tales, right? I I think what it was is probably the timing. Hmm. Yeah. We're looking at it from... From a perspective of, you know, that's an old movie. (laughs) Yeah. But I mean, like, even then, this is, you know, decades after all the Hammer film, or not decades, but like, this is after all the Hammer films and stuff like that. There were other more successful, or there were successful vampire movies before this. Yeah. But I mean, I guess it was probably just because it's different. Um, and it's like vampires in Maine instead of Transylvania or some shit, right? But the thing is, though, it doesn't mean it was a good movie. No. You know what? <laughs> in, in light of really thinking about the timing of this hit and all that, I want to re- revise my rating. I, I want to go with go for a, it. a two. <laughs> Do it. I think it should lose that extra star or half a star. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wasn't a fan. Whatever. Who cares? But. Yeah. All right. Well, Just pissing on classics. Hey, Stephen King has written some really cool shit, and maybe the book is awesome. Who knows? Uh, I. I mean, I have it. I'm looking at it. Just have never read it. I wish I. Maybe had time to read all the books that I own. Just quit your job. <gasps> that is a good idea. <laughs> but okay. All right. Oh, speaking of which, did you watch that dog shit Fahrenheit 451 remake on HBO? No, not yet. Oh, dude, it's so bad. Like my neighbor was saying that it sucked. And so I was like, oh, yeah, that's out. <laughs> like, that's pretty much all I got from that conversation. I was like, oh, yeah. That, all right. And she was like, no, it's really bad. And I was like, yeah, I'll have to see for myself. No, it's real bad. Like, really, it's not good at all. It's more about, like, social media. Hmm. Really? I mean, it's about books, but I don't know. It's weird. Whatever. It's bad. All right, man. Well, I guess we will be back in two weeks. With some other stuff. The podcast you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.